This is To The Point. A Rhino experience. Voted one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. Hey, everyone. This is your boy, Jeff, filling in for Chris today on your favorite podcast, To The Point Home Services. We're coming to you live from Win the Storm in Dallas, Texas today. Man, I'm super excited. We've got a great show today. We're going to be talking to Todd Price from Perimeter Roofing, and let's jump right into it. So we're based out of Atlanta, Georgia, uh, home offices and cor- corporate offices in uh, Lawrenceville, Georgia. But uh, we have offices all over Georgia, um, Nashville, Virginia, Florida, uh, Raleigh. So pretty much the entire southeast. Started in Atlanta, though, obviously, so that's where our home base is. That's where I live. I love it. And you got your whole team here. So that's kind of exciting. I do, before we get started, have a super important question. Is there any part of your body that's not tattooed? Yes, there is. There is some unseen parts of my body that are not tattooed. So for those of you guys, when when we put this out on video, you'll be able to see. But Todd is a very scary tattooed man. I try to break the mold a little bit. I try to be as as different as you can. Yes, and still be able to sell. A big tattoo guide in roofing. And ugly. There you go. You got a face for radio. So let's That's get it. started. So tell us about how you got into the trades. Um, so honestly, I was in, uh, I've been in the gym industry my entire life. Um, loved fitness. And uh, when me and my wife, before we got married, uh, the money just wasn't there, obviously, anymore. And um, wanted to spend more time with her not be stuck in the gym all day long so i wanted to start something different and, and kind of get off on my own my dad had done um com- uh, custom building his uh his entire life 47 years he built custom homes and um so i grew up around construction my entire life and then i had a, a buddy while i was in the gym industry that got into roofing and kept you need to do this you need to do this you'd make a killing you'd be great at this and it just seemed too good to be true at the time you know okay. and um it was before win the storm it was before all these big events it was before it really took off and uh and then he started sending me pictures of his checks and i'd see like a check for one thousand one week and then three thousand one week and then five thousand finally twenty eight thousand one week and i was like all right i gotta figure out what the fuck's going on here and how i can get into this so cold turkey i quit the gym told my wife or girlfriend at the time but uh you know i think i want to get into this it's something i can do i know business um i know construction i'll learn as i go kind of fake it till i make it not the best advice that I would give somebody nowadays, um, but obviously I had to learn at a little bit quicker pace, and um, and I did it. And you know, um, didn't make any money for eight months to a year. My wife held it down. Thank God, she's she's a godsend, and uh, made like four hundred dollars a week. Wow, we didn't have anything. We were sleeping on the floor, no furniture in the living room, trying to figure out what bills to pay, what not to pay, and um, finally, you know, it just paid off. So, man, that's a really cool story. What do you think, uh, especially transitioning from the gym to building roofs and being in the construction industry? That's a big difference. What do you think? uh, So you talked about you guys really struggling in the beginning. What do you think put you over the top there in the beginning? What when did you know you had really made it? Um, I knew I really made it kind of when our name became very, very prominent. And I started noticing other companies um, mimicking what we were doing um, on Facebook, social media, uh, Instagram, whatever it may be. And that was one of the biggest things. And that set me apart because I was doing things that 
no other companies had done before. And we, we scaled uh, fairly quick number-wise, um, a lot faster than a lot of other companies that have been around 10, 15 years just because I used a completely different approach when, when marketing, trying to keep up with the times. Another thing, you know, I think the gym industry, even though it took us a little while to get started just to get our name out there, I feel like the gym industry actually helped me a lot because before I was actually having to sell a service and you were walking out the door with nothing. I was having to build this vision in your head of you're going to look like a, you know, Victoria's Secret model or whatever it may be, paying me thousands of dollars and leaving with nothing. Yeah. So um, when it came to selling a roof or any other product or service that you actually have something tangible, it made it super simple. Excellent. So you, you mentioned before starting to set yourself apart and doing other things. Tell me a little bit about that. Take me back. How did you start to differentiate perimeter roofing to your competitors? Um, so obviously, besides just the marketing aspect and the way we were getting out there, um, the, the biggest thing that I would say out of all the things that we did was I actually have a nonprofit uh, 501c3 called Perimeter Cares. Um, and we've done a variety of different things giving back to the community. One of the biggest things, um, which actually ended when COVID hit, so we've done different things since then, but was we went around paying off school lunch debt. So if kids have uh, go five days without paying a lunch, they get in a hole of $11.25, I think is what it is, and they can't have a hot lunch. So they'll go through the whole line, they'll get a hot lunch, when they get to the line to pay, they'll throw it away, and give them a sack lunch and a, and a water. You know, so for me, I don't think that's fair no matter what the situation is at home. So we wanted to give back. And so we did um, about 96 schools, I think it was, before COVID hit that year. And um, a little bit over 100,000 that we had donated to these schools to pay off. Um, and so since then, we've done different things each month, whether it's book bag drives or giving back to, you know, um, hospitals or, or, or different foundations in the community because they're our customers. You know, they're the ones that are living and around us. We want to help them. And, and then we want them to know where their money's going. You know, we're not just padding our pockets. We want them to know we're giving back and we care. Man, I really love that. Um, our This is To The Point Home Services Podcast. We also run our strategic solutions, a digital marketing company. And with our company, we are totally into giving back, right? So being in the community, whether it's packing lunches, uh, packing food for people that would never eat otherwise, like not that are hungry, but they would never eat. We're also, Rhino's getting ready to do a home build in Mexico. So we actually go with the family and help build homes. So I think that's super cool, uh, giving back. Um, does that extend to employees? Do they really get into it as well? Absolutely. So um, when we first started, you know, I was kind of going school to school and, and presenting these checks and we'd have a big check and take pictures with the staff and they, they loved it. It was super exciting to them. And, um, and then it got to the point where the, ki the, the guys wanted to go too and, and get in the pictures and see the kids and be excited. But now we've actually done, um, we just partnered with another company called Sleep in Heavenly Peace, which is another nonprofit to where uh, they actually build beds for people, for, for kids that don't have beds. And, um, and then we deliver those beds. So the back of our warehouse that we weren't using at all, we allowed them to come in, move all their stuff. So we have build days. The entire team will come out, we build these beds. Then we'll have delivery days where we load up all these beds into all of our trucks and we deliver them to certain homes where these kids are sleeping. You'll have one, two, three kids sleeping in a house and they're all sleeping on just pillows or on the floor. They don't have a bed. So we find out a little bit of information about the, the family, about the kids, what they like. They like dinosaurs. They like, you know, Barbies, whatever. 
We get the sheets, the pillows, the everything to cover. So we completely build their bed, deliver it, make it, everything. So it's super exciting for them to get a new bed and actually have a place to lay their head. Man, that's badass. Uh, we have we have a term, what we call service days at our company. So once a month, uh, we go out and serve the community, whatever it might be. Again, packing lunches. Uh, we went to a pig farm a couple weeks ago, shoveled, you know, yeah. Pig, pig poop. Yeah. Uh, but we're always looking for nonprofits, right, to help serve the community. And we really believe that uh, as a company, if we can help serve other people, then we'll be able to serve our clients. So that, that goes for anything, business or anything. Yeah. The more people you help, the more people you're going to have to help you. So anybody that happens to hear this that are in the communities that Perimeter Roofing serves and you could help them help other people, I would highly suggest giving back. So man, that's super cool. Like you're not just like this big roofer, like you actually care. I yeah, love it, man. I'm a big teddy bear, brother. You're a big teddy bear. I don't know if your team believes that, but uh, so- I pick on them sometimes. You so. pick on them sometimes? Yeah. Let's shift gears a little bit. So talk to me about the best way that you guys have attracted customers to your business. Um, I think a lot of the, uh, a lot of the giving back has obviously helped. Another thing is just uh, the quality and, and going above and beyond in, in what we do. Um, yeah. For us, it's not just about, hey, let us sell you a roof or let us get insurance to buy you a roof or, or whatever the situation may be. We walk you through the entire process. We want you to be 100% comfortable with the entire process down to the point where even when the roof is done, we're doing a complete walk around with you inside and out to make sure that nothing has been damaged. You're 100% satisfied. And, you know, customer service is everything. And I feel like a lot of people, they'll close a job and then they forget about the customer. And that's where a lot of companies lack. And here we want you to, to experience that same customer service from start to finish. I, I love that. I think we're aligned the exact same way because I really believe that, to your point, it's easy to get somebody to sign a contract for a roof or digital marketing or a vacation. But it's after the fact. Like, how do you serve that customer after the fact? And you guys probably talk to thousands of homeowners in the markets that you're in every single year. But that homeowner is only going to talk to one roofing company so it's important that you treat them, you know, with respect and follow up. So I really like that. Um, from a digital marketing standpoint, how have you guys attracted customers? Um, so the honestly, majority of our customers, I would say probably 95 percent of our business comes from from Facebook digitally or from realtors on okay. Facebook. Um, so we work with uh, obviously we get referrals off Facebook, but then we work with. Um, a ton of realtors were actually the uh, preferred roofer um, uh, for the top 500 realtors in uh, Atlanta and then also in Nashville. Okay. So we go to all their events. We speak. I speak at all their events. Um, and then uh, essentially what we do, we, we like to work a little bit backwards compared to how most uh, realtors might work. But a lot of times, you know, especially if you have a house that you're listing, you get a buyer on the hook. Two main things that are normally like a red flag are going to be your HVAC and your roof. And no matter how big or small it is, somebody hears roof and they completely freak out and think they're going to have to replace the whole roof. So we always tell our agents, hey, let us let us do a pre-listing inspection. So before you even list this house, let us inspect it. If there's a nail pop, there's an exposed nail, a missing shingle, let us just fix it real fast for free because we know we're going to get our return later on. Let us fix it for free so you have one less thing to worry about when that home inspector comes out and you don't lose that buyer. Or if the roof does need to be replaced, let us get it replaced either out of pocket or through insurance. So that way, when you do list the house, same thing. It's one less thing that you got to worry about. We get to put a new roof on the house for you. Commission goes up. The cost of the house goes up. Homeowner makes more money. Sales, the realtor makes more money. So it's a win-win all the way around. 
So it goes back to service. You guys 100%. are serving those realtors, even when it might not be directly beneficial to your company. 100%. Right? But you want to be there for them. You want to be a resource. And they know when they can call you, they can count on perimeter roof. We'll have realtors that'll call us, you know, today's Monday and say, hey, we're in due diligence and I've got to get a roof on this house by Wednesday. And I'll tell them, hey, you get me a shingle color and let's get this contract signed today. I'll make it happen. I love it. Um, so how important is your branding and your brand and your marketing strategy? SmartAC.com. SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. It is, I would say, the most important thing because everything that we do directly revolves around our brand. And so it's not only us as a company, but it's all the guys individually too. And, you know, it's something that I... I preach a lot. They probably get tired of me hearing it, but when you have a perimeter roofing shirt on, hat on, sweatshirt, anything, you're a direct reflect. You have it on your truck. You're a direct reflection of perimeter roofing. So how you behave, how you operate, how you treat people is a direct reflection of the company as a whole. Um, so you know we instill that in everybody. We have we have um, you know our, our morals that we that we live by, and um, our codes. You know you know in the office, and that's that's huge for us. Yeah, I think that's super important. It's crazy sometimes when I'll see uh, branded trucks out there and they're driving crazy. They're weaving in and out of traffic, right? They're giving people the finger. I'm like, how could you do that? That's a direct correlation to your brand. So it is good to hear that, you know, you've got guys here with you and they understand, like, it's important when you wear your brand, right? 100%. Because um, that's what people will remember. Absolutely. And we have our core, core values and I have... Talk uh, to me about those. So... One thing that's super it's a funny story, but um, one of the biggest realtors that we work with, her name is Tracy Kuzno. Um, she's Out done, of where? Give her a plug. Atlanta. All right. She's done work with Barbara Cochran. She's done work with all all sorts of people. Super big name. Yeah. Um, super sweet, too. One of my best friends. And uh, so her assistant was driving, called us. I met him. Called the office about one of our, somebody with a perimeter roofing on the back of their okay. truck. Almost ran them off the road. I asked for a description of the truck, knew who it was immediately, fired them on the spot. I love it. She's given us every single work roof that she has since then. Now, let me tell you a converse story. So why this is so important to me, about five years ago, uh, I had an HVAC company, right? Very prominent company where I live. The guy swerved over, flicked me off, slowed down, got behind me. I mean, it was road rage, right? Yeah. So I called the company. And I said, hey, I just wanted to let you know about an experience I just had with one of your guys. And I, and I described the guy and I told him where he was at. I said, so he's probably had a call or two over in this area, right? Do you have a guy that works for you like this? Here's what I think the license plate said. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, here was the experience that I had. And they were like, oh, well, he's a good guy. He's been with us a long time. Maybe he was having a bad day. I said, let me tell you though, that was the only experience I ever had with your company. And I said, I've been in this area all my life. I know quite a few people. I will never do business with you guys. And I'm going to tell 10 other people Correct. how poor that you handled this because you blew me off. 
it only takes one bad decision, one bad day, one bad step to ruin everything that you've worked for. And that's what people it. don't, they don't realize that. They, they, they take things for granted and then they backpedal and I've had a bad day or I've had this, I've had that. You got to take accountability for yourself. If I you love can't it, be man. accountable to yourself, then you can't be accountable to anybody. So does your team know that you're going to hold them accountable? A hundred percent. A hundred percent, right? A hundred percent. They're looking. So talk to me about your core values. Like you were talking about that. Like I'm excited to hear about them. Um, you know, so a lot of the things that, uh, one of the things is obviously discipline. I think discipline is uh, um, huge in, in anything that you do in life. Does that go back to your gym days? Goes back to my gym days. Um, you know, I do a decent amount of public speaking. Every time I do public speaking, I always relate fitness somehow into it and how important discipline is. You know, for me, I get up every morning, I do my cardio, I make all my meals every single morning. I have my meals with me in my bag over there. And I'm brought halfway, your meals to win the, the storm. Todd. I flew in yesterday, went to the gym, then couldn't find a grocery store. So I had groceries delivered to my house. I love it. And then made all my groceries and was up three hours later than I than I should have been. Okay. Um, but still got everything in, got all my meals today. I'm still on track. I'll go to the gym when I leave here. Um but that discipline and that structure um, translate over everything that you do. And in business, you have to do the shit that you don't want to do. Yeah. Because there's a, six out of seven days a week, I don't want to get up early and do my cardio or make my meals. I'd much rather order something or this or that. But I know it's what I have to do to get to where I want to be and to reach my goals. And it's the same thing in business. So that's one that I think is super important. Another one that is, is crucial for me is empathy. Um, we have, especially in a day and age of social media and Instagram, there's a lot of negativity in the world. And I don't ever want that negativity from somebody else to turn into a controversy with somebody in my team and, and head button on that makes us look stupid. It, yeah. makes, it makes the other person look stupid too. And you just have to imply empathy and understand that, you know, everything that they're doing, they're projecting it on you. And it's the same thing if you're dealing with a customer. If they're going through a rough situation or whatever it may be, or they're giving you some bullshit excuse of why they spent the money and can't pay you right now, like, you can't take it personal. You, you never know what somebody's going through, right? So I want to go back to the discipline because I really like that. Um, does your team see how disciplined you are? And do you think that that drives them to be more disciplined? Any one of these, I see you looking at them. Any one of these guys right now, especially this one right here with the hat on. Yeah, he can walk through the office and see me eating and tell me tell me what meal I'm on. Really, for the day. For the day. Chadwick, I like it. Chadwick, yep. All right. Any of them can, but um, but do you think that? So, I love I love being disciplined in business, right? Because in order to serve the customer successfully, you have to have a disciplined customer service system. Hundred percent. Because they know you are, do you think that elevates their game too? Hundred percent. Yep. Talk to me about that. Give me a give me an example of where you think you being so disciplined impacted a customer by them picking up their game. Um, Is that a tough one? No. Um, I would say. Uh, well, I could do a couple different examples, but um, one. Chad has seen me. Do, I'll, I'll use Chad as an example. So Chad's watching us, man, he sees, intensely. Yeah, he's wondering what I'm going to say. Yeah. I, there's no telling what Chad, I can say are you about nervous? Chad. But, uh, you know, Chad, he, one of the best people you ever meet in the world. In, in the world. And uh, wears his heart on his sleeve, which is both good and, and bad. And when it's bad, a customer's done him wrong and he takes it personal. Okay. 
And so I've shown him how to be more accountable to yourself. And if you have certain situations that are occurring on a regular basis, not just from one customer, but from multiple customers, you have to understand that these five customers didn't all do this and plan on fucking you over. Yeah. You did something, not intently, but you did something that led them astray or misled them or, or whatever it may be. So you have to step back and figure out from an accountability aspect of what it is that you're doing and how you can fix that to prevent that from happening in the future. Is he coachable? Yes. What I love is, you know, people don't like to be coached in this day and age, right? Typically, when you try to coach people, they say, well, let me tell you why I did what I did. I always tell people, look, I'm a golfer, right? Um, and I like basketball. So let's use Michael Jordan, for instance, right? He had Phil Jackson. So could Phil Jackson shoot better jumpers than Michael Jordan? No. no. Could he drive? No. He neither could do, Tim Grover. Neither could Tim Grover, right? But he could point out things in Michael Jordan, right, that could help him incrementally get better every Correct. day. So if you've got that, right, and you help enough people like him get what he wants. And it's an accountability thing It is. Well. It is. Um, I actually love that. So let's move on. And I see Chad's intently watching us right now. He's like, what are they saying about me? What are they it's doing? It's all good. It's I love all good. it, man. No, I love the fact that you guys are all a big family, right? And they look up to you. So that is a sign of a good leader, right? It shows, like you just talked about, having empathy. Um, but one of the biggest things, too, is we're a team. They all know we're a team. We're a family. We love each other. We take care of each other. No matter what it is inside and outside of work, you'll never hear me say that these guys work for me. We work together. I we're love partners. that. I so, love that. That's, that's everything that we do. We're a team. We live in the I society, right? Where it's I, 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 or me, 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 me. Yeah. But what could you do without them? I couldn't do nothing without them. You, you probably could, but you couldn't go as far and as fast. Or on vacation. Team. Or on vacation, right? <laughs> this be, isn't a vacation. We're working. You got to be grinding nonstop if you're by yourself. I love it. We always talk about <laughs> what we do. We're always on the grind, right? Other people have hours and times they get back with customers. We love what we do, so we just do it all the time. The other thing, just to kind of pick, piggyback off what you just said as far as, you know, if it's just us, you know, one thing that I see in business is so many people are scared to hand down knowledge to their sales guys or to their team or to whoever it may be, because they're so used to being the best. They're the number one guy. And being a true leader is not about leading a team. It's about how many other leaders you can create. Absolutely. And if I can create 10 people that are better than me, that doesn't mean I'm bad. I did my job. I did what I'm supposed to do. And so, so many people have so much pride that they can't let go of in the fact of just release the knowledge, yeah. teach these guys, spend time with them and let them reap the benefits. If you make them money, I promise you they're going to make you money. Plus they think, poor leaders think they will leave me. Correct. Right. And my, my thoughts always been, well, what if they stay? Right. You don't teach them everything. That's the famous quote. There you go. Yeah. What if they stay and yep. they, and they're talking to your customers, like you said, so let me ask you this. We talked a little bit about this. What do you think the biggest mistake that you've made in business and how did you overcome it? Um, I would say the biggest mistake that I, that I have made would have been to grow too fast, not from a number standpoint or a salesperson standpoint, um, but as far as an expansion to, and being young and stupid and, and, you know, thinking that, hey, it's going to look super cool if I got an office in eight states. And at the end of the day, Ego, who, right? yeah, Ego. Who, who gives a fuck if yeah. you got, you know, one state or eight states, if you're making the same amount of money in one or in eight, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. 
So that's one thing that I, I, I had to take on the chin and kind of learn and step back and close some offices and said, this isn't, this isn't the best route for us right now. Let's close this one, this one, this one, this one. Start smaller. Let's get all these running like a well-oiled machine before we expand. And let's not expand so far. Let's take baby steps out. You know why people love going to McDonald's? It's simple. It's the same every, every state that you go to, yeah. right? You know if you order a number one, whatever that is, Big Mac, fries, and a Coke, you're pretty much going to get the same thing because they've rinsed and repeat that process over, over and, and over. over. So I think that that's huge that you're able to admit, hey, we just didn't do this well. And that's one of the big, you know, I've used that analogy hundreds of times is that no matter what office you go to, no matter what sales guy you get, project manager, I want the experience to be the same, the same logo, the same quality inst installation, the same service, the same, the same everything, start to finish. And when we spread out too far and people are too out of reach for me to, to overlook on a daily basis, things went downhill. Yeah. And I, and I, can't, I can't allow that to happen because one market, we had a market in Texas, one market in Texas that started to go downhill due to poor leadership and I wasn't able to come out here as frequent to you know hold them accountable even more it could have affected all the other markets as yeah. well because it's the same name yeah so we had to close that one down well think about even in local markets like let's say that ryan gets a roof right and he's got a great experience with you guys uh he's felt well from the time the salesperson came out the project management piece of it even to delivery of everything and you guys have done a great job but let's say that your processes aren't really good and then he refers me over and I'm like, that's not the experience I had with Perimeter at all. So I think it's important, like you made a really good point that not only from state to state, but even in your local market, you've got to give everyone the same experience because mm -hmm. you've got wrap trucks, I'm assuming, yep. right? You've got yard signs, yep. you've got realtor groups that you work with. Everyone is talking about the experience that they had with someone at your company. And if it's different from person to person, your branding is going to be bad. Your word of mouth is going to be bad. And if it's good, they're telling one person. If it's bad, they're telling everybody. At least 10, right? Yep. That's the statistics. So that's that's a that's a, a big thing for us is to make sure that it's consistent across the board and to make sure that everybody. One thing that we that helps me keep track of it a little bit is a uh, shout out to a buddy of mine, Kyle Reed in Apex um, with Timberline Marketing. He has an automated system that integrates with our CRM system. And um, every single time a job hits a certain stage in our CRM system, it automatically sends them a thank you note I for love their business. It. Then once the job is closed out and paid in full, it sends them another automated response um, to leave a review. Love it. Then on top of that, in our office, we have somebody that nonstop writes handwritten thank you notes to every single customer and sends them out. Just because coming from my grandmother, I think that's a huge... That's a lost art. Yep. Like, I remember when I had to write out like 10 notes to clients yeah. before, I got a cramp. Because who writes, who writes anymore, Nobody right? Nobody does. And do they write in cursive? Do they write in, you know, regular manuscript? Yeah. Like, who knows? Um, but I do think that's amazing. That would go back to when I asked you earlier, what are some things that you guys are doing differently? I think that's huge, man. Uh, it's, super, it's super huge. Um, I've always believed, I don't care what the product is, right? It just happens to be roofing. But people can live with bad a bad roof, but they can't live with bad, bad service. service. Nope. Or communication, right? Correct. Man, I agree with you. And... Even if the roof is perfect or whatever product it may be, 
if you have bad service or bad communication, they're automatically going to think that the yes. roof is garbage yes. or whatever the product may be. Because the homeowner, I'm a homeowner. You start I don't questioning know. things. Well, I don't know if it's perfect or not, right? Yep. I just know if your communication was perfect, your customer service was perfect, and definitely your follow-up, yep. right? So if I've got an issue, I've given you my money, but I've got an issue. I, I see something, you know, uh, a ridge cap came off or something like that, and you won't come back or it takes you forever. I'm like, those guys got me. Yeah. And, and you're 100% right. And, the, you know, the biggest thing, I see people all the time and there's an issue. Whatever, and obviously, we have issues in our company. Everybody makes mistakes. You know, it is what it is. And no roof is ever going to be perfect. But we'll have a situations like that where a roof might have a leak. And I've seen it with other companies, too. And so many people try to run from the problem. And yeah. I'm like, face the problem. And I'll literally tell people, I'll tell sales guys, watch this. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to talk to them. And before I leave, I'm going to have them high-fiving me. No, you're not. They just cuss me out. Watch and see. Watch. And every single time I have them high-fiving me on camera, I get it on camera and send it to our group before I leave that house. So, And it's all about service and how you take care of them and making them feel comfortable that you're gonna, you got their back. I try to tell our team, people will give you grace, right? If you go and tell the customer, like, hey, Todd, I'm really sorry. That was out of protocol or that was out of our process. Will you give me a little bit of grace while I correct this for you? And people will say yes all day long. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one more question for you because you've had some, you've given us some really good advice. And man, I'm super excited that you, you know, noticed in the beginning, like you had to change some things. You've regrown. Uh, you're in five different states, you told me. Mm -hmm. Six? Five? Yep. Five. Um, 12, 12 different offices. 12 different offices. Five. Man, that's amazing. So, Last question would be, if I'm just starting out in the trades and roofing, what is some advice you could give some of the younger guys? Don't, it, strictly in roofing or in any industry? Let's talk roofing. Okay. Um, don't grow too fast. Learn as much as you can and don't quit. I love it. The biggest, the biggest thing that I can tell people is be patient. It's not gonna happen overnight, but don't quit. You have, and be ready to fail. And, and learn from it and love it. You have to learn to love it. And every time I fail, you know, I, I know that it's a shitty thing and, and whatever it is that happens, but I fail so often, but every time I fail, there's something I learn. Yeah. And it's something where I can correct the process or correct what I'm doing or, or somebody else might be doing. And if you don't fail, you're never gonna learn and you're not doing shit. I, back to the Michael, I love Michael Jordan. He's the GOAT. I do too. Um, he, I love Tim Grover. There you go. Um, he always says, I've succeeded because I've failed. I've failed a thousand times more than I've ever succeeded. So you, you embrace that, right? And, that, you know, I, I tell people uh, last real quick, last um, speaking event that I did, you know, I was talking to a, a group of entrepreneurs and we were talking about failures. And I was, I was telling them, you know, all these failures, you have to look at as things that you've learned. And I failed way more, way more businesses than I have that are successful, but nobody remembers them. None. And you have to put them out there. And one of the biggest things that I can relate it to is in the military, you know, you see these, these guys that have all these badges all over their chest. And I don't know what the fuck they mean, but <laughs> I know that the more they have, they've been through some shit. Yeah. And that's how you have to relate it to like the more failures, the more all these battle wounds, the more scars that you have, the more shit that you've been through. And it just moves you up in the ranks to be more and more successful. I love it. So what's next for you in perimeter roofing? Um, so the the biggest thing right now is growing Florida. Um, we just opened Florida the, the towards the end of last year. Um, so really just kicked it off the beginning of this year. Already, what part? Um, Sarasota and Orlando. Okay. Um, 
already sold a $10 million job. So we're off to the races there. Love it. Um, but it's a completely different animal. So trying to get that underway and then um, trying to hit 50 million. I love it. I love it. Well, we will be interested to follow your journey. Uh, it's been really great getting to know you, uh, talking with you. want to thank again, Tim Price, Perimeter Roofing. Uh, he has been a phenomenal guest today. And for all of you guys listening, if you could visit to the point services podcast give us a review we would love that so again tim thank you very much we todd, appreciate todd it Price. oh todd why do i keep saying tim um you can call me whatever you want call me whatever well you're too big for me to do that <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like i'm like a third of your size so i'm not going to do mm-hmm. that but appreciate it um we look forward to seeing you guys at the show i enjoyed thanks for it stopping man. by absolutely thank you appreciate it listeners thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week we are extremely grateful Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really, really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, It's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. And if you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit write a review and be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.